0: Welcome back to the Dad in the Rock podcast. This is Sean. And this
1: is Chris. What's up, my man? Uh, Not much. Back for another show after we
0: missed one last week. So sorry for disappointing everybody. Yeah, so sorry. I didn't see any messages where people missed us. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) I missed
1: us, though. I know after getting used to doing this weekly, it's one of those you miss a week and you're like, wow, I feel like
0: I'm uh, missing something in my life. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff to talk about this week, too. Yeah, last week I was... uh, in chicago again for a second time and within a month but this time was no fun no bueno sunday night i had to fly up there for a work sales conference thing that was two days long uh monday and tuesday so i I didn't have to i didn't have a, a ton of fun while i was there this time no, but well traveled. You're all over the
1: place. I am stuck here in lonely
0: Ohio, going <laughs> nowhere. Um, I'm hope to be done traveling. Yeah, I had a couple weeks there where there was a lot of travel, but I'm I'm done. This weekend was nice. Nice weather. We had the windows open. Um, got uh, you know, uh, got some wings, got some football going. It was nice.
1: Wings and any beer. Wings, beer, and football. Usually sounds like the life i did try
0: a beer it was a uh it was actually a budweiser that they it's like a but Mm -hmm. a dark beer that they pour into uh jim beam bourbon barrels Ah, oh interesting yeah it was okay it's it was it was better than light beer i can't do light beer but some for some reason a darker beer i can do a lot better yeah i'm just the opposite dark beer i can't do it's gotta be a light beer if I'm gonna drink it at all, because I'm not even really a beer guy. I'm not a beer guy either. I, I haven't acquired a taste for it. I don't I don't know how some folks can just like down uh, twelve of them in a row. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather sit back with a Long Island iced
1: tea yeah. and just enjoy my evening. That's kind of uh, my uh, me too. Give me a Moscow Mule, <laughs> a nice cocktail, and I'm good to go. Oh, I get my you no, know, I get busted for the you know, the the drink I like over a beer, but uh, you know what? You take 20 of them to get drunk. I'll take three. <laughs>
0: that's right. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I was up in Chicago. And to uh, make myself feel a little better um, after a long day of uh, some, like, sales role play, which was not oh, as fun as it fun. sounds. <laughs> <No>. Oh, that's <laughs> fun. I hate any type of work time role play. Oh, it's just, just the worst. And, you know, death by PowerPoint. Um, that Monday evening, I decided to treat myself and go... Uh, luckily there was a, um, AMC theater within walking distance of my hotel. So I went up and I saw the Joker, which came oh, out, uh, last weekend. Nice. Not, nice. Th- not the Joker. It's just Joker. No, the, <laughs> well, what'd you think about it? You know, a lot of people
1: are, you know, all up in arms over the, you, know, you know, the content and
0: people dressing up and everything. But, uh, overall, was it a good movie? I thought it was a really good movie. Here's the thing it's i i knew what it was going into it like I, because i pay attention to these things the news briefs the, the casting like when I, I heard when joaquin phoenix was cast as this thing uh i mean the trailer gives the vibes to it it's not a batman movie it's just it, it's it's like a movie like a scorsese 1970s crime drama character piece that just happens to take place in 1980 gotham city <laughs> There's no Batman, there's no I mean there's there's crime. There's uh, it looks a lot like how I imagine New York looked in, you know, 1980, 1981 and it's a character piece and it's violent the way those 1970 1970s films are like taxi driver and uh, you know king of comedy it took it drew very much from those movies uh, so if you're expecting to go in there and like hey I'm going to go see this cool Batman movie where there's going to be a lot of action and I'm going to see you know cool things that Joker does that's not what it is it's 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 how somebody that's fairly normal can get pushed into becoming somebody like the Joker and that, that's the movie. It's, it's a Joker origin story, which at the end of the day, uh, it's one of those movies kind of like The Sixth Sense or or by the time you watch the ending, you're not quite sure what the rest of the movie was. <laughs> it's There's a lot of theories that can be drawn from, from watching this movie. So if you're into that sort of thing, I think it was a big recommend for me. I mean, Joaquin Phoenix was really great. The cinematography was really great uh just the character study you know i you i thought the most interesting part of the movie you know i mean you're a batman guy thomas wayne bruce wayne's father yeah he's always portrayed as um you know just like a a saint almost a saint a great man a philanthropist he does what he can for the city and that's why he's been in every movie movie most every comic book uh, but in this movie he's just he's not a great guy he's kind of an ass <laughs> he's kind of a, an elitist <laughs> Just well, like I mean, a in really reality, that's kind
1: of, I mean, you're always going to have what you want to be portrayed as in the media. Yeah. The behind the scenes is what you really are. Right. So it's kind of like in the comic book and in the movies we've seen to this point, it's kind of what he has wanted us to actually think of him as, not actually what he was.
0: Yeah. Um, and not to say that uh, this movie makes Joker the good guy and Thomas Wayne is the bad guy. That's not what it is. It's it's there are many more layers to that. And the people that are are kind of having gripes with it. I think maybe they um, just didn't ex- know what to expect as far as what to, what they were going into. But so I, that's I a them great. problem, though. Yeah. And I thought the trailers were right on. I mean, it, it's not like a marketing thing where they were promoting one movie and it ended up being another. <laughs> yeah, no, you know? the, movie,
1: the the trailers and everything I've seen is, like, him sitting in his uh, office with his uh, psychiatrist. Yeah. He's saying, she's not listening to what right. he is saying. And you kind of see just through those parts in the trailer where him actually going down the road that we all know the Joker as. Yeah. It's...
0: It's one of the. It's definitely worth a watch. I, I don't think you need to rush out to the theater to go see it, but you know, renting it for four bucks when it comes out to stream or whatever. Just put the kids in bed first. Make sure they're not around because it is violent. It's nineteen uh, seventies violence, and they don't shy away from it. It's hard R. <laughs> well,
1: you <we'll laughs> don't get that it. very often. Everyone's so so picky, so so scared of certain things. It's just kind of the environment we're living in right now.
0: Yeah, and a lot of movies that I mean, we love. I mean, we love Marvel movies and stuff, but mm-hmm. a lot of it is like kind of really flatline PG thirteen for all ages kind of movies, and um, you know, it's nice to watch something that has more kind of an adult sensibility to it. So, um, uh, yeah, I thought it was really great. But uh, that's not the only thing I saw this week. There was another new release uh, this past Friday on Netflix, and uh, we talked about it a little bit uh, last episode, I think. Uh, it's the a sequel movie to Breaking Bad that Netflix produced uh, called El Camino. It's essentially the story of uh, Walter White's sidekick, Jesse Pinkman, and what happens to him after the series end, ends okay. directly, uh, within minutes after the series ends. Also, it picks it up right then and there. There's like no yeah. gap in between yeah in fact i actually watched i did myself a a nice service where i watched the final episode of breaking bad right before I, i watched el camino and it was totally worth it because it really kind of puts you in that headspace um this is another one where where i you know i kind of got the temperature of the the critics that are out there and um some folks really love it and other folks thought it was like just okay and unnecessary um which at the end of the day you know it you can assume the things that happened to jesse you could already assume those things by watching the final episode of breaking bad but it's just worth seeing those characters again and and putting a button on the um on the series itself it it takes you right back and it was kind of a a real treat to spend another couple hours with that character and uh, aaron paul who plays jesse he is really really great you wouldn't think it by the first couple seasons of Breaking Bad because he's very much like kind of a uh, stoner kid. <laughs>, <laughs>, yeah. laughs a lot and says like, yeah, B, and, you know, uh, that kind of thing. But he had a tremendous character arc through that series, and it just pulls right into this movie. Um, yeah, but I remember one great. of my
1: biggest questions was, for me, I never watched a Breaking Bad series, you know, as terrible yeah. as it sounds. Is this something that I would enjoy having
0: no background actually with the TV show? show? It's a yes and a no, and I was actually thinking about that as I was watching it. The the plot of the movie itself, you pick up enough backstory um, to really understand what's going on with the plot. Basically, this kid was held captive for so many months they forced him to cook meth because he was one of the best at it but they had him like chained up in a cage like he was destitute walter White saved him he escapes in this el camino going you know 70 down the highway and just screaming that he's finally free from these guys and from walter white and that's where the movie picks up and and how he gets out of that situation how he avoids the police how he tries to make a life for himself now that he's on the run so those are kind of very universal plot details for like a good action flick and a good like uh character drama and 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 crime piece so all those elements are there i would say that every now and then they, they actually dive into flashbacks to where they go back to the show and you you interact with characters from breaking bad and since you don't really have a good perception of what Jesse's relationship was like with those folks, I think you might be lost during those flashback scenes. Um, but the movie itself, I think it more than makes up for, for that kind of thing. It's it's As long as you're paying attention and watching the movie for what it is, and not just kind of like half-watching it like a lot of people do these days. Watching it, watching your phone, watching exactly. it, watching it. Yeah, I, I think it's totally worth it. You probably find it
1: uh, pretty enjoyable. Okay, I may... Yes put some time aside to try to watch that. I don't know when it will happen, but it's on the <laughs> yeah. list of amongst of a, a bunch of other things that uh,
0: I'm kind of keeping track of. Yeah, exactly. So that's a couple of recommends for those folks out there. Uh, definitely not family films, but uh, worth your time. If you have a few extra moments after the uh, the kids are put to bed, I, I say go for it. Okay, well, that sounds like it kind of has the dad in a rock stamp of approval yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the last time we were talking, you were going to try... Apple Arcade. Apple Arcade. Yeah, I mean, Did I think everyone Did you get to uh, been, play some this week? Absolutely, path. Yeah, that's, I mean, I'm.
1: I'm kind of hooked on a few of them, and I'm finding out that it may be something we're going to hold on to in my household. Uh, oh, good. Mainly because I mean, my son. loves playing my iPad. Uh, I put it on my phone. I put it amongst so everyone can go ahead and share it. My wife plays it. I play it. My son plays it. Uh, so I just started downloading games. And I started with one called the Pinball Wizard. And it's actually really fun. It's just a basic pinball game. It's got like things you got to kill, get keys, open up gates, can you know kind of continue to level up. Yeah. But there's one that I have keyed on, and I have played nonstop. And once the game's over, I go back to it. It's called Mini Motorways. And it's what's that? Like a Mario Kart kind of game? No, no, no. It actually has a feeling of old school Sim City. Oh wow. So what happens is this, the game will automatically put a factory in. And say the factory is red. Everything is color-coded. Mm-hmm. So you have a, a red factory in. Then it will pop up a red house. So you've got to make a, a road from the house to the factory. So these cars have got to get to the factory and actually collect these, like, little, uh, like these little pins that, that it pops up. Yeah. And if too many pins actually show up on the factory game over, it says you couldn't get enough cars to the actual factory hmm. to keep it open. And it gets bigger, and you can actually put in uh, traffic lights, you can put in bridges, uh, freeways, and it keeps going. You say so you'll have a red one, then you have a green one pop up, and green houses, and blue ones, and blue houses. Yeah. So the the actual level of difficulty with the level of cars that get into it, right. it gets harder and harder just because it almost gets to the point where I, I feel like they're setting you up to fail. Yeah. There's no way for a, one of these cars to get all the way across the map in time to not have one of these factories time out on you. Right. But uh, that's been my go-to. I've played a few other ones. Uh, there's been a game called Pilgrim, which is very, a very, very short game. If you don't have a whole lot of time, you're still going to you know kill some time here. Yeah. That, that's a fun one there, because basically you start with a character, and you got to like interact with the other characters, and you get cards. And these cards actually have like specific things they need to do. So say, for instance, one of them is like, a cauldron. So you go to a lake, you, you actually select a card, right. the character puts it in the water, gets water, he drops the card back down below, so now you have a cauldron with water in it. Okay. Then you have to go get a fish, cook the fish over a fire to give that fish to, say, this, uh, this clerk that will give you a bottle of alcohol, which another character may need for you to continue your path along the way.
0: I see. Is it kind of like a, uh, role-playing game, or is it simpler than that? Is there, like, an overall story to it? There, uh, I really didn't get a story. It's just a bunch yeah. of, like,
1: uh, you make friends along the way. It's a bunch and of then friends', and friends, friends have, Yeah. <laughs> and then these friends have something at some point to do in this little story, and they go ahead and do it. Ideally, you're trying to make this little bird get you way know, to the point where you can collect them and take them to this, like, almost Grim Reaper-type character that's sitting in, like, a, uh, yeah, like canoe.
0: Yeah, to take a ride somewhere. Oh, and I didn't
1: expect it to be the end of the game, and sure enough,
0: it was. Are you sure? Maybe you just died and it was game over, and there was more to it, or was that- no? It, it rolled oh, the credits the and said start over. Oh no kidding! Wow. Okay. I was like
1: I was a little surprised by that, but
0: you know, I saw Pilgrims in there, and it looked uh, kind of neat. It was one of the ones that uh, Apple kind of spotlighted, and the uh, the art in the game looked really kind of. Weird. <laughs> that,
1: that, well, that's what actually drew me to it.
0: Oh yeah, the fact that the, the art was like it was odd.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the gameplay was kind of. I'm, I'm gonna stick with odd. Yeah, and then everything you were doing along with it, once again, was just kind of odd. So I was like, you know, this is just an odd game. I'm just gonna play. And then my son actually started playing with me. He enjoyed it. So we just kind of, and I, I blew through it so quickly. I'm like, okay, was that supposed to be that quick? Is there something I missed?
0: W- what's going on here? But cool. Well, it sounds like your uh, kind of first interactions with Apple Arcade were uh, a success. I, I, I tried. I, I signed up for the trial and I took a look at some of the games. And honestly, it was a little, uh, there's so much of a selection that I was a little overwhelmed. And some of the games looked fairly in-depth. Um, I think maybe just because of time constraints, I'd be more apt to play like a puzzle game. Yeah, something you could just kind of pick up and drop without too much consequence. I think that's what it's missing. I was looking for like a strategy card
1: game or something that you can just put down. There's a lot of games that look that are, are by first glance, they look kind of in-depth where it's something that I don't want to play on my phone. If that makes yeah, sense.
0: Yeah, it's very it's kind of a strange group of games to where they feel like some kind of middle ground between like just a kind of a simple mobile game and something that you would play on a console like there's this kind of weird middle ground where it looks it looks like it would kind of take more effort and time to kind of get through the game and the the graphics and, are like pretty top tr- notch and Oh uh, yeah,
1: everything I've played so far there the graphics have been there. It's, yeah. And the the other thing that there the big selling point on it was no advertisements, which has been All right, so refreshing. It's been ridiculous. Just to play through it and die maybe once or twice and not have to sit through a 30-second advertisement about Roman or something.
0: Oh, gosh, yeah. So you're able to pick it up pretty freely? I mean, there's not a point where it like kind of forces you to stop because you've run out of hearts or run out of coins. And it's like a time thing where in 20 minutes you'll earn another coin so you can play again? Nope, I haven't run into any of that. Oh, that's good because that's my least favorite part about playing mobile games. <laughs> yeah. Well, there used to be a point where you can trick it. I remember you
1: set your phone like forward a time zone or backwards oh, a time that's zone. right. Yeah, they and got rid of that re- though, didn't they? Yeah, would refresh everything, then you'd fix it, and you'd be good again. Nope, they got smart on that.
0: Well, cool. I'm definitely gonna keep checking it out. Uh, you know, I I have not turned off by it at all. Um, even though I was overwhelmed a bit, I'm gonna. Try to zone in on one or two and really kind of get a good feel of it, and maybe uh, by next week we can talk a little bit more about it. But uh, see if it's uh, gets that stamp of approval as a service that we, you know, that I'd want to keep. It sounds like you're uh, you're willing to keep it though, right? Yeah, yeah. I think the biggest
1: thing is my son; he loves a lot of these mobile games. Yeah. So the fact that it doesn't even require a password to actually download. So when you click on it, it just downloads it. So it doesn't right. require all the extra steps because you're already basically you're paying for the subscription.
0: And it is a little bit scary to put your kid in front of a game where there's a constant uh, threat of microtransactions to where, oh, hey, well, I ran out of this particular piece. Let me go ahead and I can actually buy it for $1.99. Or uh, some of them you can either drop oh. 100 bucks on them to get a big collection of items for your game. Like, it, that's scary that <laughs> oh, <laughs> that, yeah. that button would be in front of my kid
1: yeah yeah so the fact that there's none of that in this one here and he knows he has the freedom to go ahead and download any game he wants that by itself is is enough for me to keep going with it until i mean i think there's always a shelf life for any of these so i like to see exactly you know how long this actually keeps his attention or my attention is a five dollars worth you know a couple months down the line at what point will we say you know what right enough's enough we're not seeing enough here okay i've played this game so much i can't play it anymore i'm
0: done with it i would imagine too as a service it's it's going to be almost like an xbox live to where they are able to you know the games that aren't doing so well they just kind of drop off the service and kind of keep renewing and and developing new games to spotlight and, and put out there i would assume so Yeah, I know they've already actually added a few games to it because I get an email
1: periodically because of us already subscribing to it. Yeah. They're like, hey, check this one out, check that one out. And so I go onto the main site and just kind of look, scroll through. They actually have them pretty well categorized as well. So, like, one's like, one categorizes if you have a minute. Right. So, ones that you can play through, just kind of put down, pick up, and not worry about it. And there's other ones that are a little more in depth, which I really haven't played any of those. I really have no, no want to, really. Right. I'm just waiting for some more of the strategic games. That's kinda of what I'm looking for. Give me something that's strategic little like a almost like a risk esque if they can give me yes. something like that. Or even if they can if they can actually get together with Han- Hans- Hansborough and develop a risk for the phone. Or oh, that'd Sim, be great. Or a Sim City. Yeah. Or you know, something like that. I know I know Sim City's kinda of out there already and I haven't heard very many good things about, you know, the app itself. But if they can develop something like that for this, I mean that's It'd be a best case scenario.
0: Yeah, I wonder if there's anything out there that you and I could play together, like a um, not necessarily a words with friends, but kind of like that, where you and I could take turns going back and forth on a game. There's got to be something in that. Yeah, there's got to like be something that. in there. I
1: know there's one I pointed out to my wife. It's not, it's like a book game. You're reading along a book. It's a story, and then the words are out of, out of order, and you got to rearrange the order of those actual. Yeah, that uh, looked hard. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I, I was like, nope, not doing that one. That's not going to be
0: entertaining to me. Yeah, going to I didn't even want to download it. But it sounds like there's more to come here. We're, we'll definitely be uh, kind of, we'll keep both of us exploring into Apple Arcade and kind of report back what we find for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I'll, I'll say on
1: one last thing on it, though. Be aware of how many you're downloading because uh, oh, they yeah. can get actually pretty large. And it's pretty cool. It lets you know in the description on how big they are, and there's been plenty of them that are over a gig you know, in size. So I would almost suggest keep maybe three or four yeah. that you're constantly playing and maybe cycle out that fourth one. Whatever one that you're playing the least, cycle out that one, put a new one on there so you
0: don't like bog down your device. Yeah, that's a great point. I, I did notice that was one thing about it where the file sizes were, were pretty large, kind of larger than your typical mobile game that's out there. I, I downloaded one um it's a role-playing game and I, I didn't really get to explore it at all uh but it's called ocean horn 2 it kind of looked like a final fantasy or an, um kind of an older um you know japanese rpg like that uh but yeah i think when i downloaded it was like maybe three gigs <laughs> oh wow i didn't see one that big yeah that's that's math it's massive yeah. so have a good internet connection and just be aware of the size of the uh, the uh, apps that you put on there yeah, let us know. What do you guys think? What are you guys playing? Uh, are you playing Apple Arcade? Are you playing something else? Um, comment, uh, you know, email us, whatever. We just, uh, we like the interaction. Yeah, absolutely. Because we haven't had any. We are sad, sorry little souls hiding in
1: our parents' basements.
0: Yeah, testing. Testing. <laughs> One, two, three. Anybody out there?
1: But after all that said and done, everyone knows that uh, you rewatched watched this series, The Boys, on Amazon Prime. and we were oh, waiting yeah. for me to catch up with you. That's right. To get through it, uh, like, like you said, one episode, and you're not going to be able to put it down. Yeah, uh, yeah. I breezed through it in a little over a week's time. That's good. I, it was great. <laughs> it was twisted. It was, it was terrible. It right. was awesome. It was everything you can think it would be,
0: all kind of, in one show. I had a feeling that you'd like it. It's the uh, the bad guys are are kind of cool, and the good guys are really messed up. <laughs> so I figured that might be up your alley. That's funny. So yeah, at the
1: very beginning of the actual show itself, I'm watching it. I'm enjoying it. You know, I had the in basic introduction to the, one of the main characters in, in Huey. yeah it's kind of sitting back. You know, He's kind of a the...
0: guy in his like twenties. Trying to figure things out in life. He's got kind of a not a not a great job, but he's got a he's got a good girlfriend. Yeah, he's got
1: yeah, got a good girlfriend, got a dead end job that he knows is a dead end job and he wants to get a raise and his girlfriend's kinda like, you know, grow a set and go get that raise. (laughs) Right. And then they're standing on the counter next on the counter on the corner, and next thing you know, it she explodes. And I'm sitting there thinking, What the just happened? (laughs) That that was my first thing. I'm just sitting there, all I see is yeah and then i'm like oh i can't stop watching because they've got to explain what's going
0: on not only did she explode but then he looks down and he's still holding her hands in his hands oh that that the rest of her has gone yeah (laughs) i was like holy smokes and
1: all of a sudden you see that
0: character a train stop look at him and he's like freaking out and he takes off again yeah, so A-Train's uh, like a speedster, like the Flash. Like a Flash-type character, yeah. And he, apparently he just like ran right through her. <laughs> and that was our introduction to the show. I mean, that's what,
1: maybe ten minutes into the first episode?
0: Oh, yeah, not much. Not much. And it's uh, it, it grabs you, it really does, yeah. But then you actually meet uh, Butcher,
1: which I really grew to love. He's my kind of character. I really enjoyed him, and he is one of the most complex like characters. He's got like the good side of him, he's got the twisted side of him. He's got so many sides. Yeah. That his character is so deep, which you really don't get the beginning and then you get to the very end
0: and then you realize, "Oh, he's going to be so messed up in the next season." Yeah, he's played by uh by a, like a growling Carl Urban who uh he's a big fan favorite with a lot of geeks out there. He was in the Lord of the Rings trilogy um he was in he was he played judge dread for that latest Dread movie and he's been in the star trek movies too the recent remakes where he plays bones uh so he's pretty versatile um but uh, yeah he it looked like he was really kind of chewing up the scenery he did a good job in uh, in the boys
1: yeah well when i first went into it when i heard the boys i and you always see that picture of homelander the superman type character right and i thought the boys was basically referring to just the superheroes yeah when actually the boys are actually the ragtag you know regulars, so yeah you have you know just a you know rundown of them. you got Butcher Frenchie, which is a great character by himself. I was actually really growing to like him, and I thought he was a dead man, and somehow he <laughs> survives. You got Huey, and then this other character, which his name is awesome. It's Mother's Milk.
0: Yeah, I didn't really get what that was supposed to mean. I think maybe I heard something to where he was named that because he was almost like the mother of the group, you know, kind of like the um, the mother bird trying to keep his flock in tow as they're as you know uh, Butch and uh, or Butcher and, and some of the other guys would you know kind of be want to uh, lead everybody astray. So I guess it was a, a fitting character choice. Or fitting but he's really the only one we don't know his actual name. Yeah, the other three we know, obviously. Right. So it starts out, um, you know, we're introduced to this Huey guy. He's, you know, dead-end job. His girlfriend explodes. But there's, you know, it's a world where they live and superheroes are real. They exist. Um, And they're sort of, um, they're put out there into the world by this company. Voight? Is that the name of the company? Yeah, Voight. Um, To where they're almost like superheroes for hire. Uh, They have, you know, Nike deals, almost like professional athletes. Like they have sponsorships. They have movies Movies, that are made about them. Um, so it's, the, you know, that kind of world, right? Um, it's all smiles in front of the camera and all bullshit behind it. <laughs> that's right, yeah. Um, so of course, you know, this Huey, who's played by Jack Quaid, uh, really, he's a really great kind of every man and a really good introduction to this world, right, as far as a character that, that we as the audience would follow. Uh, just a side note, he's actually the, the son of, uh, Meg Ryan and, uh, Dennis Quaid, those actors in hollywood i don't know if you remember those they yeah. made a lot of movies when we were kids growing up not so much here recently but yeah the neighboring about yeah. but i didn't know the connection uh yeah but anyway he's uh he's a really good kind of everyman character to lead us in and of course you know as anyone would be if your loving girlfriend uh explodes right in front of you because of a superhero you'd be pretty upset pretty mad at these not just girls. any superhero though one he actually idolized exactly yeah and then that happens
1: and he can't even get a masari out of him oh yeah that was yeah he was completely messed up which i mean people it doesn't even take that Imagine if that happened to you. I mean, people get messed up after, like, car accidents and they lose loved ones. Right. If you're there and you're holding someone's hands and then they're not there...
0: Yeah, really messed
1: I, you. I, up. It's, it's something
0: that yeah, there's, a lot of people wouldn't survive. So his character, um, Huey, was sort of ripe for the picking for, for this butcher character. I mean, that's what they do. That's what the boys do. They're essentially these, these operatives, these guys that come from different backgrounds that have these experiences to where they were sort of uh, jilted in one way or another uh, from, you know, the superhero groups, uh, whether it be uh, a lost love or uh, death that happen to be, you know, at fault because of the uh, superhero action, things of that nature, to where they know that these superheroes aren't the shining golden light, you know, <laughs> that they're cracked up to be, like they're not these role models uh, that the uh, general public seems to think they are. Uh, so they kind of dedicate themselves to uh to kind of shed light on these on, on the real uh the real deal with these guys and i don't know it's just super interesting
1: yeah they go into it they go they're trying to actually bring them down apparently a butcher has tried this in the past which they really didn't get in they got into it a little bit later in the end of the season but uh there was a whole thing that things went bad and yeah. a lot of people got hurt and then they all kind of split and this is kind of what brought them all back together right and they're kind of going along their way, and they actually catch, you know, one of the actual superheroes, Translucent, who really didn't make that big of a, you know, a scene in it, just because he was out of it by the second episode. And they kind of done a, uh, they got rid of him in a very unique kind of way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Some, uh, some TNT up the bumhole, and boom goes the <laughs> dynamite. But uh, it, was, it was, and that was probably one of the most important scenes. Of the show itself, because it kind of shows Huey making that turn from guy that was just messed up because he lost his girlfriend to I'm all in on this.
0: Yeah, he takes initiative. He's he's not just a bystander anymore. He's in this group and he's in to take these guys down too. Yeah, because well, he knew right there if he let him go,
1: the other guys were dead. Yeah, so he went ahead and hit the detonator, and it went it went all over the place. But uh, yeah, like I said, that was a very very important part of it and then this kind of goes along and it finds how um how good he actually is when it comes to manipulating people when uh you kind of look at him like yeah there's no way he can actually have that bone in his body
0: yeah we uh we talked a little bit about the boys themselves uh not to mention the girl of the boys who who was a super herself and uh, kind of kept in a cage and kind of kept captive um asian girl maybe in her 20s or so that kind of had like ferocious fighting abilities almost like a wolverine she eventually joins the boys uh later in the season as well I think she had a healing ability as well yeah i think so i think so very kind of close to wolverine but uh didn't speak a lot of english so there's kind of a uh, language barrier there through most of the season uh but definitely um an interesting character mysterious and probably more to learn about her um, as the show progresses yeah, it was one of those
1: characters that only one of the boys was actually able to uh, connect with. Now it's Frenchie. Frenchie, yeah. And he had a, I guess he had a similar background background to what she, you know, she's going through outside of the you know, the superhero abilities. Yeah. But he's actually drawn that, you know, that that
0: trust bond with her so she'll actually, you know, cooperate with the rest of them. Yeah, so these guys were they're it's you want to root for them but they're also kind of devious and they're technically kind of like the bad guys. <laughs> I don't but think. Not I really, really.
1: You really don't find yourself wanting to root for either side. You find yourself rooting yeah. for a character. I think yeah. that's, that's the difference between this, uh, say, this series, and say, a, a typical uh, superhero movie or show, when you usually have that one protagonist and you have that one superhero, and you know, you know who the bad guy is, you know who the good guy is. Yeah. And this one here, you really don't know. Like in the beginning of the series, uh, the deep, real
0: dick. Oh yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Well, let's get into the seven so in the same way that uh huey kind of introduces us to the group of the boys uh there's a character played by Aaron moriarty her name's uh uh annie january in the show that's her uh that's her real name well that's her character's name but she goes by a superhero name uh starlight that's her superhero name and she's another one to where um she's kind of enamored with uh, the superhero group she's been training to become a superhero and work for this company that the seven are in and she gets called up to the ranks essentially there's a death within the seventh um before that the show before the show even starts um he either retired or died I'm not sure but they replace him with uh, this girl um Starlight and she uh, essentially we get to see kind of her first day on the job as the seven which is sort of this uh this sort of uh mirror version of the justice league if you could think about it there's a superman there's kind of a batman there's kind of a wonder woman there's kind of an aquaman there's kind of a flash right yeah um but there's very obvious who they're mirroring you know, this off of but yeah at a very different angle yeah speaking of which i mean we see starlight's first day and the first uh one or group member of the seven that she meets is a character called the deep who's kind of the uh aquaman alternate Uh, He just kind of dropped his
1: pants and said, this is your initiation. I mean, you guys can probably, you know, connect the dots with that. I don't think we really need to get too deep with that. But it just shows how uh, traumatic it was for her. And she's starting to realize, hey, this may not have been what I expected it to be or what I thought it was going to be. And you kind of see her progression throughout, you know, her arc throughout the show, which by itself is... Traumatic, and actually by the end of it, I'm, I'm, I'm really curious where they're going to go with this in the next season. Because uh, she comes to a realization on how she became the way she was. Yeah. And then uh, a lot of her background, a lot of the things that she was raised on, uh, was basically forced upon her because she thought she was special. She was raised in a very Bible-thumping, you know, South where right. she thought she was special. She thought she was, you know, chosen by God to be this way. Like the church events and everything, that's how she was portrayed as. You know, this is, you know, me being able to be chosen and, you know, continue God's work this way. Yeah. And then come, you know, towards the end, when she finds out the, the real truth behind it, it's almost like she's completely, she, she's lost. She completely forgot who she was. And the only person that was really being truthful to her was also lying to her in a whole other way, in that there's a big relationship between her and Huey.
0: Yeah, funny enough, there are kind of our two entry points into these two different groups, Huey and Starlight. They they kind of meet each other by happenstance, like the second episode or maybe the end of the first. Yeah, I think Uh, it was
1: just like sitting on a park bench,
0: and he sat down next to her. Yeah, and they just kind of um, like a meet cute, like any you know cute couple would kind of meet and start up a conversation, and then they uh, you know they they text each other, they call each other here and there, they check in on each other, they go on a couple dates, not realizing that uh, he's part of this group that wants to <laughs> disavow superheroes, and she is a superhero. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of an interesting plot thread that uh, progresses throughout the uh, the
1: episodes. Yeah, there's but there is one character amongst all of the seven right now that. Is the most intriguing to me because we don't know nothing from him really. What's that? Black Black Noir. Yeah, I mean, we get a little bit of him towards the end when they're going after Frenchie and the the, the Asian girl, the Asian super. Right. But outside of that, we really don't get much more. He's probably the most mysterious one of all of them.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think um, from what I've I've read and I understand he. Now I haven't read the books at all or the graphic novels um but i think he his character is way more fleshed out as i guess you know all of them would be but he had more to do in the books in the first series of books than he does in this show they kind of cut his character back a lot and he honestly does not do much besides kind of be a a looming presence and he he doesn't speak (laughs) he's he's one of the one that didn't disappear by the end so he's one of
1: the remaining oh yeah he'll be back so i'm kind of curious where they go with that uh but yeah, I mean, we can always go right into the the most psychopathic one of all of them. I mean, Homelander is amazing, terrifying, terrible. I mean, he is everything. He is every superhero, supervillain, all
0: in one character. Imagine just like the uh, the the biggest jerk that's like also like a sociopath where you you look at this guy and you're like wow he's got some real issues and he could probably somebody needs to watch this guy cuz he could probably like uh he could be a serial killer or something like uh, there's something off about this guy I don't like him I don't like being around him he's very dominating and he's, there's something off about him now imagine that that man that we're talking about has the powers of superman
1: <laughs> yeah there's no stopping him
0: yeah i mean Going to, I
1: mean, that one scene. The one scene for me that was one of the hardest for me to watch. You know, we kind of let in about a couple weeks ago, but it was the plane. Oh, yeah. Because when he gets there, I mean, he's the first one. I mean, they they didn't scramble him first. I think they they called the the Air Force something because the plane plane was actually hijacked. Right. But uh, him and uh, Queen Maeve got there. And then he realizes, or he didn't make much of an effort. I mean, he tried to make make sense
0: of it. I don't know how much sense it would have been because I don't think Maeve bought a minute of it. Well, essentially, during the struggle to kind of take these terrorists down, he ends up using, I guess, his laser vision Yeah. uh, in the cockpit, and it goes right through a terrorist and also kills the pilots. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and hits the controls, too. Yeah, and hits the controls, so there's no way for them—this plane's going down, and uh, there's no way to save these people— um, Queen Maeve, you can see her desperation. She's kind of like the Wonder Woman figure in this thing. But she's also has, you know, she's kind of jaded as well. She's got a background herself. But you can see her. It really kind of paints her. This is the first time in the uh, the the season that you kind of see her struggle with... Kind of the humanity part of it. Yeah, absolutely. To Her coming to the realization that uh, she has to make a choice between saving these people or at least attempting to save these people... And following the lead of Homelander, who's just essentially just like, "Hey, man, we gotta go. <laughs> These people are doomed. Yeah. Let's let's split." <laughs> well, even she just wanted to save that
1: one mom and daughter, and he was like, "No." And right. just kind of seeing that and seeing the struggle, and you know, I, I, it was hard for me to watch. And it then was, knowing, and then
0: yeah, that that whole scene was that that whole scene sucked. It was a gut wrencher, man, but very well done. Yeah. Like like it was supposed to make you feel that way. Uh, yeah, that was the idea, and it, it absolutely nailed the feeling. Yeah, just a gut punch.
1: And then how he kind of twi- and he, he flipped it, the whole situation when uh, they're they're trying they're trying to get into the military, kind of get soups in the military and terrorism, the whole deal. Yeah. And after the plane crashes and it washes ashore, the way he talks to the media and kind of twists oh. it, saying if they would have
0: called us first, we could have prevented this yeah he goes down and he plays politics immediately and he puts the superhero self-interest above all else uh so this bill will pass in, in congress to allow superheroes to be on the battlefield essentially and, and go to war um and it's uh, that's kind of the agenda of this company void to so they can make money of course yeah <laughs> it all comes yeah. down to the bottom dollar
1: absolutely yeah voids actually being run by the that madeline Still, stillwater i think her name was yeah played by elizabeth shoe which i was like wow i haven't seen her since the 80s i don't think
0: but yeah uh, but she yeah was, she you know, had a
1: way of actually manipulating homelander like no one else could like she was able yeah. to and she knew he was into her so he, she kind of played off that
0: she did and she had a kid of her own and yet she also had this grown adult kind of psychopath that was uh, very infatuated with her and there was this very almost kind of incestuous relationship to where she was his boss and ultimately she would have the word on things but he's also you know has all these powers and superpowers and could crush her like a bug if he wanted to so this this weird kind of shift and And change in in a power dynamic between these two. Uh, and then you add the fact that, you know, he's he's completely uh, nuts and infatuated with her and like stares at her with his X ray vision through the wall. Through
1: walls, yeah. He'll stand there looking at it you at first you wouldn't realize that he's standing looking at a picture of himself. Right. And come to find out he's actually looking through the wall into her office.
0: Yeah, so you're not you're not only a narcissist, you're a psychopath (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You're a stalker. um, so that's just the character that 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 ends up kind of being the main antagonist of this show, and um, so we get a
1: little bit of background on how he became the way he became as well. When you find out he was raised in a laboratory by himself, you know,
0: kind of poked and prodded, and they kind of turned him into this. Yeah, he was a kid to where he sort of had some of these tendencies already. And they did nothing to dissuade those tendencies and in fact they they did enough to kind of bring that those tendencies out from him and he grew up just to become this really really awful person which is uh you know, it's it's not quite enough to feel sorry for him, though. Oh, not at all. Not the way he is.
1: There's no, no. There's
0: no way to find any
1: redeeming characteristics in this character. Character, Just like the Deep, for instance. Yeah. Uh, You, you start feeling bad for him a little bit. Then you realize what he really is. And you're like, hold on. No, I, I can't feel bad for that.
0: He, he made choices to where... He should not have done those things, no matter what sort of you know background he had or or circumstances he grew up with, you know. So, it's kind of just of
1: those imagine things. if this was put out into like a a three you know set of movies and a trilogy of movies. Yeah, can you imagine the uproar of this series would have made if it was released in theaters over Amazon Prime? Oh my gosh,
0: no! Yeah, I don't know. It's almost um, it's popular enough to get an audience, but not quite popular enough to. Uh, cause outrage, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But, uh, going into, cause I know we kind of, we kind of touched with this a little bit with Starlight about how she thought she was, you know, chosen. Right. Uh, there is actually a compound in this show called compound V, which we find out a little bit later. We know about it pretty much immediately. Cause there's something going on, uh, why train's taking off. You find out that's how he's kind of getting juice. It's kind of their, their steroids
0: on how he's, he's like, as the
1: fastest man.
0: Yeah. He's like drug running for, um, uh, for Homelander too. Yeah. Uh, you find out at the end of the series that Homelander is actually behind the creation of supervillains overseas. Um, Which is Home- crazy. Yeah, so it's like your biggest Superman guy is the reason that supervillains exist in this world. And he's doing it essentially to put um, this company over and, and, and so they can go to war officially. And, and once again, and make money and power. It's kind of... I mean, it's, it's
1: supervillain genius. Yeah. Because if there isn't one there's really no reason for the u.s government to you know add them to the military but now there is one that you know popped up at the most opportune time
0: uh now they need him because there's no way they can fight him without him right oh and that that scene do you remember that scene where he just lands at nighttime and you know there's all these like navy seals or whatever outside this compound oh he goes through the compound yeah oh he's like hey just you know stay here boys i've got this and he just walks in there and just mows people down with only one superpower essentially just his like his heat vision the same kind that Superman has, and he just cuts people down without no super speed, no nothing. He just uses one point of his power set and yeah, completely obliterates building, Yeah, this entire compound. Well, then he had that one guy running away. He's like, "Hold on!"
1: Chops <laughs> him in half, and that's done. It's like there's nothing. Like he wouldn't like even let him get back to where he was coming from to say, "Hey, uh, there's this guy out there." <laughs> yeah, I think that, you know that by itself would have been you know worthwhile to let the one guy get away
0: yeah and these the and of course these these navy seals they kind of look at each other like oh god what uh what era are we coming into now where these people are going to be out on the battlefield like this is some scary stuff <laughs> yeah i mean there, there'll be no need for them <laughs> you're right yeah but uh
1: back to the v here we were talking about it's one of those come to find out that these they're given to babies so once the baby is born they're given to this corporation and then they pump this v this this, this stuff what they call the compound into their body which then they are manufacturing these superheroes so these babies aren't born that way maybe like in other like superhero movies they're kind of born with these type of uh abilities yeah radioactive
0: spider or you know there's some reason but this is all like you said it's totally manufactured by this company and starlight finds that out that she was one of these kids that came from this company and they sort of planted her into this family in the midwest so they could raise her up properly yeah. And that yeah, that whole dynamic like I was hinting
1: to earlier with her mom and everything. Uh she had a whole meltdown in front of this big like this big church event. And after that happened, they kinda of pulled her into the office when uh, Stillwater kinda of had her. And she pretty much told her to screw her off. Yeah. She said, I'm gonna do what I want when I want and you have no way of stopping me. Now, I mean homelander would be a whole other thing and there's that little fight between her and uh a train at the end which was kind of interesting
0: yeah that was cool uh, they they kind of broke out all the stops to, with with their uh, s- uh special effects budget and it ended up being a pretty pretty cool fight between the two but yeah i don't know do you want to talk a little bit about how the season ends and where they could kind of go from here with a season two? Oh yeah absolutely i think everyone by the time if you're already if you're still listening to it now you're already spoiled So, uh, you need to go watch it though because we missed a lot of stuff, man. We kind of glossed over some things here and there, kind of the most impactful things throughout the season, but it's totally worth a watch. Oh, yeah, no, nothing. Yeah, see, this was something that was a show that was spoiled
1: for me. I listened to a whole other podcast, I listened to it when they were talking about it, and it did not diminish my enjoyment of the show at all, right? So, yeah, I'd say even if you listen to us, go check it out, you will not be disappointed, but absolutely do it when
0: there is no children around. Oh, yeah, for sure. Another one. This is an R-rated uh, episode of uh, Dad to Rock. <laughs> going over some R-rated content here.
1: But, uh, you know, every adult needs it every now and then. Yeah, a little break. But, uh, yeah, I mean, so we're at that last episode, and all of a sudden they're getting this information and going along. They're confronting people. Uh, I think, finally, there was a confrontation
0: between uh, Huey and Starlight about the whole thing. Right, because Starlight essentially finds out that Huey is a part of this group and has kind of been lying to her this whole time, or at least, you know, hiding the the majority of the truth of his life away from her. Um, So they kind of get through that, but at the end, there's this fight between Starlight and A-Train, and Starlight seems to be on the side of the boys, to where she's with Huey, she's with Mother's Milk and Frenchie and the girl. Um, I, I keep wanting to call her by name, you know the reason I'm not calling her by name is because they don't give her a name in the show. <laughs> as far as you know, when when season two ends it, it, or season one ends, leading into season two, uh, because they are already filming this thing, uh, season two is probably set to come out within a year or so. Summer. Um, oh, is that right? Yep, I got wow. I
1: already got a I already got a date. Summer in uh 2020.
0: That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, Starlight is totally disillusioned by the seven. Wants nothing to do with them. And she's uh, somewhat on the side of the boys. I don't know the stories. Uh, you know, we'll see. Yeah, that's that going to be
1: interesting because uh, A-Train's going to know that she interacted with him, so she had something to do. She's right. stopping to actually save his life because he has a heart attack at the end of the season. Yeah. And then I mean, that that scene cuts. She calls for help. She tells Huey and everyone get out of there because they're going to arrest them because they're they're criminals. I mean, they had to the uh, actually the U.S. government sold them out. Right. They went ahead had they other fugitives on the run. So you have that character in the line going, and then this whole thing was happening. Butcher wasn't actually there. He was actually on a mission of his own. He actually went by Stillwater's house knowing that basically Homelander, who his his mark, that's who he wants, yeah. is infatuated with her. He figured, you know what, that's his only, you know, his only weakness. Right. And at the time, yeah, I mean, it, it made sense. So he basically, you know, strapped her with a bomb and was just waiting. Yeah, for Homelander to show up, and, yeah, sure enough he did. And then what I didn't want yeah, to expect happening was there was a scene earlier where Homelander and Stillwater actually talked and she told him basically his background. Yeah, and I then, don't know, you know should
0: what? we should we keep it for for folks to listen or watch themselves and not spoil the actual pretty spoiler that, yeah, yeah that
1: was yeah that was the biggest moment in the series we'll, we'll kind of we'll, we'll leave the last you know 10 minutes of the series
0: yeah we, uh, for we you to find out we haven't really gotten into it so essentially there's some backstory with butcher there's some backstory with homelander and there's some information that was kept from the both of them and uh all that information comes to a head at the very last scene of uh season one and it leaves it in a very interesting place. Uh, to go into season two
1: (laughs) yeah needless to say very interesting spot the season it paid off a dead there there wasn't that at the end of the season yeah sometimes you're like uh what happened this is a whole whoa i went i think i sent you a message uh homelander a train starlight what the hell yeah message and i was like i i wanted more like, oh, I, yeah. I did I did not want to stop. They gave you that feeling like, okay, you have to give me more. I don't want to wait a year or you know, six months or so before I get this next, you know next, you know, next fix if I'm it. I may have to watch the season again, honestly.
0: Yeah, it's worth a it's worth a rewatch. It's worth a watch for those who haven't seen it, it's worth a rewatch. Um and uh, it's great to know that it'll be coming back out this summer. That's great. Um Yeah, but... I kinda got that
1: information. Um Eric is it, Keppy. Uh, basically one of the co uh, co creators of the show did an AMA on uh, on Reddit. Yeah. So there was a question and answered and you know, I think through there just kind of you know when they were doing it, if they were picked up for sure already. Uh, and he said absolutely it was picked up. They're already this one was actually done probably about a month ago, I think it was and he said they were already filming episode eight or something like that. They were they were they were quite a ways through it. Oh wow. And uh, so yeah he said absolutely expect it. Um, Amazon is basically giving them free reign. They're not really saying no to a whole lot of scenes. Oh, wow. That's scary. So yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, I think there's always a line. I think they found, they found a line once. I mean, there was one question that I read and it was one scene that it could have been stayed, you know, stayed in. And basically it was in episode two. uh, Homelander basically got put in his place by Stillwater, And then he went on top of one of the actual, uh, buildings out there, the Chrysler building, well, one of the Eagles, and basically rubbed one out and uh-huh. and then he went all over New York City. Ew. <laughs> and <laughs> basically telling himself while he was doing I can do whatever I want. I can do whatever I want. Just kind of being a psychopath and then Amazon shot that down. They're like, Nope. Uh, that's a little that's a little far past the you know, that's a little over the line that we're okay with.
0: You know, I um I'm on Amazon's side with that
1: one. Yeah, you know, yeah I I g I've I've kinda I kind of agree with him. It's kind of it's kind of messed up. <laughs> I can see his thought though. It was kind of it told you something about his psyche really early in the season, right? With him doing that and repeating over and over and over again, I can do whatever I want, and that being the act he's doing. It's uh, but yeah, they basically said nope, and but they let everything. If you watch the show, you see everything else, all this other craziness that's in the show, and that was the
0: he said it wasn't the hill he's gonna die on for the show, so he kind of he cut it. No, that's good. I mean, it's the production value. It looks like a movie. Like it could be in theaters. Like it's shot really well. Um, the acting it is is really good, and it's just uh, the stuff that happens in this show just keeps you coming back episode after episode. So um, overall, I you know another one where it gets the dad rock stamp of approval. Just uh, wait till the kids are in bed before you yes, start. Yes, absolutely.
1: Watching. Or watch it on your iPad with the headphones on.
0: Yeah, that's right. Which is a sad state of affairs, but a reality for a lot of us. uh, That's how we have have to consume our media anymore. Anything upcoming here as far as uh, events that pertain to Dad and Rock itself? Uh,
1: Pertaining to Dad and Rock itself, I mean, we have what, you know, everyone's kind of looking forward to if they've got little children coming. Uh, Halloween. I mean, my son has decided on his costume. He is going to be a Ghostbuster. That's awesome. Well, yeah, I thought I was, I, was, I was, and I was going to be a State Puff Marshmallow Man, but I could not find. And I'm still gonna look, but Dude, I could not still find. Time. Get it off Amazon. Yet. Could not find a, a costume that was a uh, adult size yet. So I'm gonna look. If I get one, it will be up. I promise you that. Awesome, and uh, both our daughters are being Elsa this year. Apparently, I, I don't <laughs> think that's a surprise. Uh, my daughter has been full fledged. Not even I don't know how this happened. It may have been because of the trailers from the new movies. Yeah, but she's full fledged back into the original. Oh yeah, she's watching it two, three times, four times a week
0: now. And wait it's for getting, it. Halloween's going to be the precursor, and November's going to be. It's going to be a flood of Frozen two stuff.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, we walked into Party City today, and the first display on the left was just all else. And none of it was costume-wear. It was pajamas. It was, you know, uh, you know cups. It was everything. All these stores
0: are, are going to just take us for everything they've got. Yeah, speaking of which, Target has actually, they're doing something kind of fun in a lot of their stores. I don't know if it's every single one, but a lot of the kind of the newer remodeled Target stores, they've dedicated a space specifically towards Disney. Yeah. where they're almost like mini disney stores within target and they're the theme of these little areas are going to change up depending on what's going on with disney at any given time so right now when you walk in it's all frozen 2 stuff and i'm sure it will be throughout some point in november probably beginning of december and then I actually overheard some Target employees talking, and then after that, it's gonna, they're going to change it up to uh, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker stuff. Oh, it's so not too big
1: a, of a surprise.
0: Yeah. yeah I think I've seen low. the same
1: thing yeah, you were talking about. I clicked on the link to see which stores like are doing it right now. Yeah. Nothing in my area. Oh, no. Yeah, it's, it's like specific stores right now. So hopefully it spreads, you know, throughout all the Targets. Yeah. But right now it looks like it's only
0: like 20 Targets or so, yeah, you know, countrywide well when you're down here in a few weeks you'll get to take a look at uh, one of our targets uh, because we and i think we mentioned this before but we will be attending the both of us galaxy con down here in louisville man i'm pumped for this one here because i i think it's ran by the same
1: people that run the uh the comic expo in cincinnati yeah but uh based on the information i've been reading online based on the number of guests and everything it looks like this is going to be a lot bigger than uh, what we've experienced in the past Which I am pumped about I'm yeah. becoming more and more one of these convention guys The more I go to It's like, almost like a bug Or a drug <laughs> You start taking You're like, oh, I want to go back I want to go back I'm looking There's one There's a big one up in uh, I think it's in Chicago That just happened Oh, that I bet had, that's like, huge Yeah, a bunch of people There was uh, Brie Larson I mean, the guy that played Jon Snow I mean, it was So many people I'm looking at like When's this happening? Crap, it happened last Or it's happening this week Right. There's no way that's happening.
0: No. Yeah, but we do have our tickets already for GalaxyCon. We're, we're both definitely going to be there this time around. So we'll get all the pictures, we'll get some video, and we'll be uh, sharing our experiences there. Uh, that actually is the weekend before Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah. Uh, so that's yeah. something to
0: look forward to in November. Awesome. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what we
1: got going on. I mean, you guys know our emails. Uh, I'm at chris the, at dadnerock.com. I'm Sean, S-H-A-U-N, at DadNarock.com. And well, you pretty much know where you can find us now. I mean, we're on Stitcher. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. And you know what? It has happened. Finally got I Heart on iHeartRadio has now taken us. So we are on on all the major platforms. Wow. Let let your friends know. Let everyone know. Uh, You know because you're listening to us, but share us, like us. Yeah, spread the word. What the heck? Yeah, but uh, we're also on Facebook. I I think uh,
0: our man over here knows a little bit more about that. Uh, yeah, we, there's a lot of Facebook content. Chris is good about getting on there and kind of uh, posting things. I think we should do more like uh, kind of direct questions, maybe throw up polls and stuff too. Um, but anything that you guys want us to talk about, just let us know. Uh, Facebook is a really great way to get through to us or our emails. But uh, I don't know. That's about it for this week. What do you think?
1: I think we've hit it all. So social media, let us know. And uh, I think this is a good place to say another you know, Dad and the Rock podcast. We'll be signing off.
0: Catch you See you later. next week. Bye.